Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the One and O Steelers. You tell me what I just said podcast. I am Johnny the Outsider. He is the one, the only, the guy that was picket bench for Mitch Trubisky for the rest of the season. The Luchador. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But on this podcast, we are about to set the record straight uh, from what we saw from this game. And there's obviously a lot to talk about. Um, that is mostly just us beating the same dead horse. We're just revitalize, revitalizing this dead horse just so we can beat it again. That's um, what we like to do around, around here, you know? People just don't listen. They don't want to, like, accept yeah. the truth that we speak. I feel like Seth Rollins right now, when he was the Monday Night Messiah, or like I have a message. Huh? What's that? <laughs> like, no, no, that's a pretty good, pretty good, accurate description of the yeah. podcast right now. Like we have a message that you guys need to just accept. Like we haven't been wrong. Well, I think that we, there might have been a couple. Of, like we can tweak it just a little bit, but all in all, it's still the same message. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the things we've missed on haven't been catastrophic the the season or anything like that. Listen. The thing we write we're right on is the whole reason, like it's going to be a tough season for us. Yeah. Like, and you know we should be happy. We won a game that we had no business winning. But we saw this last year, like we shocked the Bills and now we shocked the Bengals. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, it's great that we won. But we also lost TJ Watt today. Who knows for how long? Um, so, like, I, that's going to be tough for the defense to bounce back. It's not, you know, we talked about it on the last podcast. There's not exactly a well-rounded supporting cast outside yeah. of the starters on that defense. Um, a run defense somehow found themselves in the overtime, but for most of that game, it's almost like the be- – Bills last year, like if they would have stuck to running the ball, they might have had a better shot. Um, you know, obviously Najee hurt his foot. They're saying that's not a big deal, but like he's been dealing with this all training camp. I don't know if it's the same injury, but I mean, regardless, he's been dealing with ankle injury, a ankle injury, mm-hmm. all training camp, and now he goes out and then gets hurt for what? How many yards? How many yards did he have? I think he had six total yards, along with Jalen Warren. Like, though again, there was no run game at all. Like when Chase Claypool is your leading rusher, like that tells you all you need to know about the run game. Uh, obviously, the O line that we talked about a million times. I mean, they people want to say that they did better. Like they're really are decent in pass pro. Um. Okay, but like when you have Mitch Trubisky back there running around and extending the play, like that kind of helps you guys out, you know. <laughs> like, uh, so that's probably why. Um, there was, there was if, 
you and I were talking about a tweet where they said that uh, they, they only allowed one sack. Well, I mean, how many plays, like you said, like how many pressures did they allow? Like how many times did we see Mr. Biscay running around out there <laughs> trying not trying not to die? You know? Yeah. No, no, you're one guy was like, what you need to stop throwing off his back foot. Well, why do you think he's throwing off his back foot? Like let's take a take a wild stab in the dark. Why is he throwing off his back foot all game? Yeah. It's just like every oh shoot. Hmm? Well, you have technical difficulties right. over there, man. Well, ESPN decided they're going to play this video as I was looking at the box score. <laughs> so uh, Billy's had the Bengals announcer screaming in my ear because Jamar Chase caught that ball that almost won the game for him. But instead, uh-huh. Minka blocked the extra point. But Yeah, shout out to Minka Fitzpatrick for having uh... – the game of his life. Well, I mean, he plays like that. Well, anyway, but oh yeah, I want I wanted to shout this out real quick to my fellow sideline sports network account, the the Bengals. All Don't last year, all, all all last year, and this off season, you're running your you're flapping your stupid gums, saying how much Jesse Bates is a better safety than Minka. Like, oh, just remember, Jesse Bates is better than Minka Fitzpatrick. Okay, and all, all I can say is Minka got paid and Minka single-handed, not single-handed, but had a big part, a big part in winning this game. And what, where, what's Jesse Bates doing? He got, is he on the bench? Is he, did he play today? I don't remember hearing his name at all. I mean, he got replaced by a kid that uh, our boy George Pickens punked from Michigan, Daxton Hill, right? That's his name. Like that's, 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 that's the right. guy. So I don't want to hear another dirty degenerate word from your mouth about Jesse Bates being better than Mika Fitzpatrick. Sorry. End of he discussion. Two, he, had, he had two tackles. Jesse know. Bates? Yeah. Oh, okay. well, watch well, out. Only one, one solo tackle. So One solo um, tackle. Should we read the Mika Fitzpatrick stat line? Should we do that real uh, quick? 14, 14 total tackles, 10 solo, one pass deflection, one interception for a touchdown. Um, at one block field goal, right? Did you say one that? block field goal, extra extra point, but or, yeah, extra point, extra point. My bad. But the most important play of the game, um, yeah. Mike Helton's over there leading the Bengals in tackles. Meanwhile, so um, former Steeler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, he was kind of a douchebag last year, like out there celebrating, picking on poor. Ben Roethlisberger, which I hope you guys are starting to realize more and more that like Ben wasn't wasn't as big of a problem as you think he was. Yeah. Like my thing is like I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that Mitch Trubisky like plays this like phenomenal game and like I'm not gonna sit here and just tell you like he didn't make mistakes in this game. Like that's not not what we're here for. Like obviously I like I'm been calling for him to come to Pittsburgh for two, three years now. So like I'm I'm a little biased, I'll admit it. So but I can sit here and tell you he did not play the perfect game. However, like I don't know how anyone watches this team, this O line. If you take Chase Claypool and Mitch Trubisky out, our running game was averaging two point three yards a carry. Oof. 
that's that's not going to cut it in the league. Where, like, if you want to win games, you need a running game. Najee and Jalen Warren on 13 carries had 30 yards total between the two of them. Three? <laughs> oh, man. And then you and then people expect Mitch Trubisky to ball out when you can't run the ball. Like, you have to have balance in the NFL. Like, an offense has to have balance. And you can't expect Mitch Trubisky to put the team on his back you know, and have this, these great performances that you're like, what are you expecting? Like, you can't but, just, I don't understand why people are just blaming Mitch Trubisky. Like, like I, I just don't get it's, it. It's because they can't do anything about the offensive line. So like they, they, they want to put it all on the quarterback to like all of a sudden overcome all the incompetence that is the offensive line for the Steelers. And I just like, somehow people didn't see it last year with Ben. And then, they they don't want to see it this year either for whatever reason they like Mason did Mason Cole come back or was he out? I think out? I am not sure. I, I had saw a tweet saying that he was taped up and but I don't know if he came back in. But speaking of that, when Mason Cole was out, like some people say he's uh, oh, arguably geez. yeah, some people say he's oh, arguably geez. our best <laughs> offensive lineman. Okay, but then as all of you people know. My boy JC, JC comes in, oh, and I tweet out the, the Chihuahua. Play. Yeah, the Chihuahua, and dude, he, he's <laughs> oh, dude, he has a high snap. Like really, you just like, you don't do a lot, dude. All you gotta do is snap the ball and call the assignments or whatever. Like, yeah, I get that, but like, this is your job. I feel like I've had this rant before. Like, this is your job, dude. He, he, he's he's not a rookie either. He's been around for a while, like five years, I think, so, and. Like, would like okay <clears throat> Mitch Trubisky manages to you know reel that snap in but like still like really like that's that's your backup dude like uh, and you're another Mason Cole injury away from having that guy start I, I just don't if, John, yeah. if Johnson and Cole go out at any point oh season, my god JC lining up next to Kendrick Kareem yeah I just think about and, that and people <laughs> and people are still going to like call this for Trubisky Mitch Trubisky's head yeah <laughs> Like, like you can't you... keep getting away with it. <laughs> like, I just don't understand people, man. Like, that is the glaring weakness of the Steeler team. It's been that way for a while now, and I don't see it getting any better. Like, like yeah, we won the game, right? I mean, you know, defense definitely helped out a lot. But like, the way that like you were saying about Mr. Trubisky, like he makes mistakes. You know, he's not lighting it up. But people have to realize that this kind of performance isn't sustainable. Like, we're going to have a lot of bad games <laughs> with this offense the way it is. Like, I don't know how you can feel good about next week when you're only averaging, what, 2.3 yards a carry, you said? Uh, something yeah, abysmal. Yeah, 2.3. Like, 2.3. Like, you can't expect the defense to have five takeaways every game and multiple sacks and, you know, and a pick six to help you win. So, like, the W is great. I mean, like like you said, we didn't, nobody expected it. I don't think we foresaw it going this way. But, like, you, you have to realize, like, it's, it's highly unlikely this is going to happen. Listen, and I don't see any way when, the offensive line is going to get any better, dude. There's no way. When, when we started to get all the turnovers, all I could think was uh, last year against the, the Chiefs in the playoffs when, like, 
It's like the exact same thing. Yeah. We got all those turnovers. We got the pick six. Like we we're making big plays. And then the, the second half came and it was, you know, tale of two halves. And this this was feeling that way for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing is like the the quarterback clock's real. So like if you're in the quarterback and you've dropped back now like 10 times, like you have a pretty good feel for how long you can hold on to the ball. So, you know, there's people that are like, well, I saw him hold on to it for seven seconds. Well, he's still like not comfortable because he's still thinking about the hit coming. So like, it's hard for a quarterback to deal with that, like clock in his head and have to like, so if you keep him clean for most of the game, like, yeah, that's one thing. But like I said, I would love to see how many times someone got a hand on him on a drop back. I, I, I would have to guess it's about 80% of the dropbacks. I, at the very least, it's got to be 80%. Um, it's not like he held on the ball that long very often. There's a few players, but, you know, he missed a few deep balls. But, I mean, he did get the one to Deontay. Deontay pulled it in. Um, sh- shout out to him. Oh, but, like wide but, receiver one catch, like we say. <laughs> yeah, he made the wide receiver one catch, but he made, you know, the classic – Ray Ray McLeod catch too, where he ran backwards thinking he was going to like get some distance, turn around, and like I, the way it looked, it looked like he thought if I run backwards, turn around, I'll have some space and I can make a play. And he didn't. He just lost yards. Um, you know, you and me talked about it. If he doesn't lose yards on that one, Chris Boswell hits that 55 yarder and we're calling it a day. You know, yeah. that, that yard literally made the difference in that kick. Um, you know, he could have had two or three yards. Um, but, I mean, he did make some tough catches um, today. So, uh, shout out to him. But, you know, he he had that play where he runs back and then, like, we don't get the first down. What is that, our first drive, I think it was? I think. Where, like, he ended up, like, trying to dive for the first down but steps out of bounds or whatever. Oh, Yeah. I, I don't remember like, when it was, but I know what play you're talking about. Yeah. It's another play. Like he catches the ball, runs backwards, turns around, and then like gotta make up those yards and you can't do it. And those are things you can't have. Um you know, Claypool had a tough drop, like it wasn't an easy catch, but like you're literally out here talking about how like you can be a top five wide receiver. Like you gotta make those catches. Um it was like one where it fallen to the ground. Hits him in the hands, bounces off his hands. Like, like I'm sorry, Chase, but you keep telling us, like, at this point, I would maybe make Pickens number two over Chase Claypool, to be honest. Wow. Really? I think you got to give him a shot. Yeah, that's true. Look, I'd like to see look, more Pickens. You got you to you, you gotta find a way to motivate Chase, because, like, at this point, like, he's talking all this mess in, like, preseason and on Twitter and like all these things. But then when it like, that's great that he had 36 yards on six carries, but like, you're not a running back. Like he wants to be Debo Samuels, but like, he can't make the plays like Debo Samuels. Mm. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, he was out there blocking on, he was out there supposed to be blocking. Uh, I, I think on a screen, he couldn't even do that. Like I'm trying to figure out like what he, where his, where he brings this physicality that someone his size should have. He just doesn't have it. I'm sorry. I, I don't see it. 
for what year three? Yes. Yeah, that is correct. Year three. Right. You're a big kid, but I, you just don't seem to know how to use your body. I, I don't. I don't know what else to say about it. No, you're right. Like, I, I like the kid. He went to he went to Notre Dame. It seems like a, a pretty good kid, but like I, I don't know what it is about him. It's just like I think it's just frustrating because like he has a size, the athleticism. He just doesn't either know how to use it or he just doesn't use it. I don't I don't know which one. In my opinion. All right. Yeah, you know, so, they like they I were said, they were getting kind of creative with some of his his plays, like they were doing. It right, like I messaged you, but it remind, reminded me of the play calling in Philly. But uh, there just wasn't enough of it, right? Would you say that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they tried the they tried to get him on the end around uh, in the red zone, right? That got blown up. Which, I, not to go back to beating the, the, <laughs> the horse, not to, but I, the fact that we can't even punch it in from the one yard line with Najee Harris. That's like, rough. I told you, I said, if we were in the Super Bowl, we would get criticized for running it on the one yard line. It's the exact opposite problem the Seahawks had. Like, yeah. With the Seahawks, it was like, no way they should have passed with Marshawn Lynch on the one yard line. With us, there's no way we should run the ball on the one yard line if we want to win the game. It's sad, but it's, it's, that's the case. I yeah. thought for sure on the one that we did score from the two yard line, we were just going to try to run the ball and then third down throw like a fade route or something, a hope and a prayer, which I mean, even that we got bailed out. I, I think it was a makeup call, but um, you know, we got bailed out by the PI call that got us a fresh set of down. But mm. like I said, I feel like that was a make this the call we got. I didn't think it was as egregious as one that we didn't get on the other drive, but All right. Right. The point being is, like, if you got a game changer in Najee Harris and, like, you can't punch it in from the one-yard line, like, it's just pathetic. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the story of the offensive line the whole game pretty much. So, yeah, yeah I don't know what we're going to do with that, man. Uh, I just – I just – I don't know. Uh, I, I don't want to keep talking about the offensive line, but I feel like we're going to go back yeah. to it. But let's, let's go to a positive note. Uh, Patty Fryermuth, man. Oh, dude, <laughs> Patty, Patty the Batty, Patty the Batty, and Zach Gentry too, for that matter. Had a big, yeah, big true. play. Yeah. So there's a I, highlight. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pat, Pat Longer's catch was 31 yards. Zach was 32 off that screen. Yeah. But I mean, shoots <laughs> right out there and didn't even touch the first guy in front of him. And then couldn't hold the block on the guy further out. But, I mean, at least he, like, slowed people down, I guess. Hey, he did more um, than what Kendrick Green would do. No, Kendrick Green would have tripped in front of Zach and, like, knocked him over. <laughs> knocked and, him like, over. Uh, or he would have been like, oh, shoot, that guy's got the ball. We must have fumbled it. <laughs> Not realizing he's wearing the same jersey. Oh, my God. I could see that. It's a good thing he was deactivated yeah. today. So, you know, there's, there's that. At least I, that. That's a good thing, right? I just saw him on the sideline like, at one time, and I was like, oh, Jesus. He's still on the team. God, get him out of here, please. That guy is one play away from being a, yeah. a viable starter. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
What else? So but, what else I do mean, you think, man? <laughs> I mean, look, uh, I don't know. I, it was disappointing for sure that George Pickens wasn't, but like, I, I hope he doesn't like let it get to him. Like, your rookie is the first game. It's a rival game. Like, I hope he keeps his head up and doesn't like get frustrated. I know, I know he wants to obviously be out there and make plays and. Um, you know, he, he's probably the kind of guy that sees like Jamar Chase and goes, that 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 should be me. But, you know, it's one game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just hope he keeps his head up after this one. Um, yeah. I, I'm, it's frustrating, I'm sure. Like, everything we heard about him in camp, the way everybody in uh, practice talks about him. Um, yeah, the, the way he looked in preseason where he looked like a menace. Yeah. Wearing those uh, so, black Air Force ones, I need to get a pair. So. <laughs> yeah. But it, sorry, I, man. So I'm, yeah, well, you can go work in the kitchen. Uh, um, <laughs> there's just like like old men orthopedic shoes to me, but uh, whatever. You do you. You do you. Thanks, man. All I've ever really wanted in this life was your <laughs> approval. <laughs> oh, you're talking about honor and dignity <laughs> and uh, me and Archie, wherever he went, we just, we just wanted you to know we don't care. Wow. All right. All right. Uh, nah, look, I mean, look, there's plenty of reason to be excited because we had no reason to win this game and we ended up pulling out. And look, at the end of, at the, end of the day, Mitch got us down the field. Like When it mattered, when it mattered. Right? Whether we should have had the chance or not, like he got us down the field. Like it's all like again, Mason had the chance last year, and guess what? He got got us a tie with the Lions. So that he did. That he did. If you think if you think Mason would have been all right behind this O line today, like I, oh, I don't my know Lord. what <laughs> Like like I said, I'll I'll defend Mason as a guy, as a character like his character is like wonderful. Um stand-up class act you know in interviews but on the field like he's a statue in the pocket you know i the reason mitch is thrown off his back foot is because he's literally just trying to get the ball out without getting sacked no so, interceptions no interceptions and uh no. like like you said like he made the plays when it mattered uh got the the boys to field goal range but um Speaking of field goals, what is up? What was up with the kickers this game? <laughs> or the long I mean, snapper for the Bengals was injured or something, so they had another yeah. guy in there and just bad like snaps. Third, third string tight end or something. Yeah, and then Boswell with a doink from what we talked about earlier that, from the fifty-five yard line. Just the way that ball came out, just like spinning sideways, it was just kind of a weird yeah. kick, anyways. Like you know, because most kicks go end over end, anyways, but. That one just came out like <laughs> uh, the one kick he had. I don't know if the camera work was messed up for you, but they oh really no, like, it was. <laughs> they like looked. They like looked at the kicker, and then they went to the sideline, and I'm like, "Did it go in? Like, what happened?" It was like a Madden glitch or something. Like, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah. Well, well, they put it's because they knew that he was gonna make it, so they're like, "Ah, we'll have to show you guys, whatever." 
But then you, know, you imagine if they would have. Can you imagine if they would have done that on the doink kick, and we're all just sitting oh there? Like, what happened? What? Ah, well, you probably up? you'd probably hear it though. You'd probably hear it. it's a pretty distinctive noise. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but then but then you're like, did it bounce in? Did it bounce out? Like <laughs> yeah, true. Stuck we'll, we'll find out after this after this commercial break. Yeah, be something that they would do. Oh, for sure. Like, oh, we're having different difficulties here. Watch a commercial about sciatica. What I don't want to watch sciatica commercial. I don't know what happened. <laughs> right. Yeah, from from people sitting down watching this horrible game. It's probably why they got sciatic pain. So it makes sense. That was a terrible segue. Anyway, so speaking of injuries, <laughs> I'm pulling it back in, man. Dude, how there was like a like a ton of guys hurt. Like we talked about uh, TJ Watt, right? And Najee. Who didn't get hurt this game? Yeah, yeah. Uh the Marvin Leal got hurt. I think he went back they're, in though. They're all those kind of like like the Najee injury was obviously like. Like you saw that, and you're like, yeah, I could see. Yeah, that's definitely like a, a an oh no, but like Watts injury, like it's like oh, just sort of like that. You would get that on like a play that didn't even count because he got a penalty. Right. Um, yeah. What was like a? I don't remember the what the penalty was. It was like a roughing. Yeah, illegal illegal use of the hand. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, a little less, we're hoping that it's something that he can come back from this season, but, you know, pull like a Cody, Cody Rhodes. Like one of my Twitter people posted a, <laughs> the clip of Cody Rhodes in the Hell in the Cell match against uh, Seth Rollins. He's like, oh, this is how TJ Watt's going to show up in Akersher next next week. It was pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> those injuries are, are usually season enders, man. Like JJ – well, JJ's a freak. He came back. When he did it, when he got his torn in the, for the playoff game, I think he was with the Texans, right? Or was it the Cardinals? Anyway, but like he's a freak, and he, I don't, it kind of, I think it kind of hampered him a little. There was another guy. There was another guy that tore a peck. Was it? Was it somebody Cody on our Rose. team? Well, Cody, Cody Rose, but there was another football player. But like, yeah, that's usually like a season ender. It, it just depends on how significant it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so, no, I mean, it's gonna be tough to come back and play the season. Especially with like the position he plays, and yeah, and, and um, people are like, "Oh, the next man up," and it's like, like like you said earlier, like the depth isn't that great, but like, who are you gonna find that's playing at that level? You know, it, it's it's one thing to like replace Tyson Alu Alu with Chris Wormley, um, Demarvin Leal. Like, it's one thing to like go that route. It's like another thing to literally replace the reigning defensive player of the year, who's also been like in the defensive player of the year, like top three for the last five seasons. It seems like <laughs> right, <laughs> like oh, you don't just like next man up that. Like, that's, yeah, it's gonna be not something you just replace. Loss. It's gonna be a significant loss, man, because that guy definitely does a lot for the defense. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know what you do with that. I mean, you have Alex Highsmith who had himself a game. He had a pretty good game today when he had like two he sacks. Even got, he, even got, he even got hurt at one point. Yeah, yeah, he got dinged up too, which is crazy. And then uh, who, who else? Who else had a stellar game on defense besides okay. Cam Hayward, obviously. Oh, yeah. He got hurt. He got hurt too. Yeah. Oh, Cam Lord, Hayward, dude. Marvin Leal, TJ Watt, Najee Harris, Levi Wallace, and Mason Cole all left during the game. 
so it's crazy to me dude levi wallace man like that's an ankle too so who knows how long he's gonna be out because those are ankles are tricky you know especially with that position yeah Yeah, because you got to do a lot of cuts like stop and go you think they bring back joe hayden you call you think they call him maybe at this point (laughs) i mean you gonna gonna bring back justin lane someone someone signed him i think it was the giants who had a an upset over the titans so lol titans i'm sorry i can't stand that right. franchise but mostly the fans that's bud dupree working out for you guys trade back for him man would you would you take bud dupree if, if let's say hypothetically that the titans are willing to listen and omar khan's like hey i got a couple of draft picks uh you know and it's like what do you what do you think like i don't know why i'm making that accent but anyway <laughs> but to say what what is it a squirrel from Rocky and or Poinka or maybe Rocky? Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 so yeah. Ow! Oh, this stupid cat just jumped and clawed my skin. Sorry about that. Well, <laughs> Bunch of pretty had one tackle, which was a sack for a loss. So and then he, had, he had one quarterback hit. Yeah, so put him back in I Pittsburgh, mean, man, with uh, Brian thought, Flores. That's what I'm saying. It's not terrible. Like I'm not mad at it. Like it's better than his start last season. Right. I would. Would you take him? Would you take him? Uh, I mean, can't be making too much money, right? I don't know, dude. I think it's a pretty big, pretty substantial deal. Uh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> what about bring back? Uh, Quincy Roche, wherever he's at. I mean, I don't know if yeah. a team picked him up. Somebody. And then there's uh, there's the one guy that's on the practice squad, uh, Delante Scott, who people liked in the preseason. But I mean, he's I, I say I say I mean a lot, but he's underdeveloped. Um, he's okay, but do you really want to bring that guy up from the practice squad when you could sign a veteran? I heard uh, Jason. Well, what was that kid's name? The guy, the guy that blew off his fingers, James Pierre Paul. Jason, Pierre. Jason yeah. Pierre Paul. Yeah. I think it's swinging him. Maybe you know. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't know, man. It's or roll with uh, the kid that we got from the Broncos. But then again, you're still lacking depth there because you know you're going to put TJ on IR and or you know shut him down for the season. Then you'd have a roster spot, right? Is that how that works? Kind yeah, of rusty right now. Yeah, yeah. We put him on IR. Well, I think it, I think if we put him on the pup, they can come back after. Mm. This yep. thing, this report I'm looking at now says the Steelers might avoid worst case scenario with TJ Watt. So, Wait, who said that? Uh, at first glance, a pecking injury typically means season ending. Uh, but according to Sports Injury Central's David Watt could return in December, much like his brother did in 2019. I don't know, man. I guess it just depends I, I, on how severe it is. I, I, yeah, I mean, look, you got to also take into consideration where we're at in December, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're, like, looking at, uh, like, missing the playoffs, and like, let's say we have, like, three wins or something, I wouldn't want him to come back for that, you know? No. Because uh, this, this report says his brother, JJ, suffered a twin peck in week eight of the 2019 season and returned two months later. So 
I mean, two months we're looking at November, obviously mid November. Just in time for the but, Ravens. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's all going to depend on how we're doing. Yeah. Um, I'm, because <laughs> I, there's no reason to bring him back if, like, like I, I, you don't want to further risk an injury like that. Just, just for the sake of letting him go out there and get, you know, stats, I guess. Well, that and like, just think about if the offense doesn't improve and it's just like this kind of offense the whole season, you know, he's going to be out. How long do they play today? Like 70 minutes. Does that sound crazy? 40 minutes. Uh, a lot. They're out there a long time. Well, 70 minutes. Let's say 15, 30, 45. 60. 70 minutes. I was gonna say that's more minutes than they played all the, all together. But well, there is overtime in there. <laughs> so it's, maybe it seemed okay. It seemed like it was forever, it, it man. Felt like it did feel like it. Um, <laughs> they were out see. there a lot. No, you're not wrong. Let's see. I'm trying to pull up the time of possession. Uh, so the Bengals. Possessed the ball for 43 minutes and 43 seconds. So, I mean, you're not terribly far off. It just felt like forever, guys. 43. It felt like forever. Okay, my bad. Uh, <laughs> they played 70 minutes total today. So, if uh, all defense, it was all defense. <laughs> yeah. The offense made it seem like it was forever. Well, so that's the difference, though, when you can run the ball. is like you obviously use more clock. Um, it did, slows the game down. Did the Steelers or, even it, convert a third down? Uh, four for 15. Holy. So, Ooh. Uh, that's rough, man. And one of our, one of our penalties came from first down. So, like, I don't, I don't know if that's included in the four for 15 or not. I don't know if we, I don't remember. What that was, but that's rough. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, uh, we ran 61 plays, they ran 94. Uh, their third down efficiency was eight for 16. They had uh, almost 200 more yards than us, uh, they had 170 more, roughly. Um, Thanks. but we had this, we had one more total drive than they had. Um, yards per play, we're looking at about the same 4.4. But obviously, like the difference is, they had 133 rushing yards. We had 75. But again, 36 of those are from Chase. Nine of those are from uh, Trubisky. So, yeah. Uh, not to mention that the Steelers couldn't do anything with the five turnovers that they managed to get in the game. Which, well, we we turned one into a field goal, one into a touchdown. But... Uh, okay. Well, I mean, four, three of them. Four, but, you know what I'm saying? Right. Three of them, yeah, ended up with nothing to write home about, obviously. Um, yeah, it, listen, at some point, you got to be able to run the ball in this league. Like, I know it's a passing league, but there's something to be said about being able to run the ball just so you can control the clock a little bit, give a defensive break. Like, if you're forcing your guys to go out there and just throw it every time, or you run it two times and then now you're in third and nine. 
that's you can't win football games that way. We won this one, but we had no business. It took an extra point block. It basically took a long snapper to go out for us to win this game. Yeah, we can't we can't rely on long snappers to go out all season. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, oh, and we can't rely on Mike Tomlin winning a challenge either. So oh. <laughs> that. I don't know what to tell hey, you guys. Hey, someone, someone pulled that stat up for us. Like, when was the last challenge he won? I, it feels like it's been forever, man. Was it against and, the Chiefs? And if there's a fluke, like, win in there, like, tell us what his, tell us what his win-loss ratio is the last five seasons, at least. It, it does not. It's got to it's gotta be terrible. It, it's probably worse than, uh, worse than, uh, you know, I don't know. The Browns, the Browns uh, winning the division worse than that, which is, you know. Also, I, I tweeted out the AFC North has the best kickers, and like this game might not have been the best example because of Bengals getting screwed by their long snapper backup being terrible. Yeah. Might as well miss like one, but I mean, the Browns kicker went out there and nailed a game winner from 56 or something Ooh. like that. Something crazy like that. Shout but, out to Baker for <laughs> saying he's going to beat the crap out of him. I mean, he had him. He had him. Uh, you know, almost almost won the game, but like, I, the Panthers are just a terrible football team. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. It's Christian McCaffrey. It's all dependent on his health. Oh, that's true. Like who is who is Baker's leading receiver? Robbie Anderson, probably. I guess there was some controversy with that. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, 102 yards, five catches. Never mind. I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. But yeah, Robbie Anderson, it was because of, I think that most of his yardage came from one play, right? It was like a 60 yard bomb. 75 yards. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Baker's, uh, Baker's going to, it is week one. So, I mean, the Packers lost to the Vikings too. So there's just some weird anomalies going on. Tommy Tremble had one catch for one yard. Our Woo! boy. <laughs> Don't call it a come. Oh, <laughs> uh, and the what is it? The, the Colts and the Houston Texans tied. So yeah, yeah. nail by. Can you imagine if it, Can you imagine if we would have tied? And we just had two ties in week one. Oh, I I feel like th- that probably would have killed me because just the amount of damage that we sustained. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, all our boys all getting injured. A tie. <laughs> yeah, like uh. <laughs> I, I mean, literally, literally the other Thanos meme, all that for one drop of blood. Yeah, yeah. Our case is literally like, I guess it's the Bengals, yeah, all that for one drop of blood. And we're out here just like, (laughs) (laughs) oh man. Well, like Cam Cam Hayward said, you know, Steelers are like zombies, man. We just keep coming back. It's just, it's hard to kill the Pittsburgh Steelers, but man, you can, you can sure mess them up. And I feel like we've suffered a lot. It's going to be interesting to see what they do, man. I mean, maybe Brian Flores can work some more magic and be more creative with his defense. Um, but, man, you have what Highsmith and uh, Reed being your starting outside linebackers next week. I mean, you, you know, feel, you know how you have your, huh? yeah, your defense? You oh. got that in an offensive line. Oh, wait, we can't do that now because the draft is over. All the good ones were taken and off season, so you're stuck with this glaring weakness that's been there for th- 
three seasons, like the writing was on the wall. Yeah. That Ponce was on his way out. DeCastro wasn't the same guy he was. Like Ramon Foster. The was there. Yeah. Like everything was there that you were gonna have to like start over. Um and you got to see like what Chukes and everybody had to bring to the table. And you see these guys every day in training camp, like or practice, and still thought like, you know what? We just gotta bring in different offensive coordinators till someone finally figures out how to make these guys good. Pat Myers, bro, he's a he was the savior along with James Daniels. And like, if you have if you have a good off, I think people should realize like a good offensive linemen are hard to find, but also you good teams don't let good offensive linemen go. That's it clear, right? Like that should be the the obvious obvious uh, situation right there. Like you don't let good players leave. So it's just I don't I don't see any way that this offensive line is going to get better. They can talk about chemistry or. Oh, they just gotta develop, you know, hang out with each other, go to dinner, and maybe they'll start, you know, being able to play next to each other because they're brothers. They've been been through it together. I don't see it happening, man. There's no way. Nope, 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 nope. I, I, I just there's there's just nothing that they do that makes you go, you know, they'll they'll figure it out. This, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Mason Cole going now, down now. If he doesn't come back next week, like we're in trouble. Well, you see, the thing is, John, is that actually Tomlin has a secret plan. You don't right. know what that is? We, yeah, all we got to do is start picket. You know? No, we we're going to picket. Oh, everything will be okay. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go back to the well here and we're going to start Kendrick Green at center. I guarantee you that's what's going to happen. He's going to be a backup center next week, dude. <laughs> or he's going to start. They're like, well, he he was a center last season. And, you know, JC Gosh. had that high snap. And, and then watch. You're going to see our boy back out there. Well, I guess, I guess if people want to say Pickett, that's a good way to get him out there is by getting Trubisky killed for no reason. Yeah. For no reason. No, Tom's going to do a, a little chicanery, tomfoolery, and pull pick, or put Pickett in there to jumpstart the offense because he's the spark that the offense needs. Yes, hmm. man. I just, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he run, makes, like, that, that was another knock I had on Trubisky today. It's just, like, not committing to, like, you're gonna to have to run the ball, Trubisky. I'm sorry. Like I know you wanna, I know you wanna make the throws and like be that guy. But with this offensive line, if you see a running lane, you have to take it. There's no like thinking about it. You just take it. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the only way this offense is gonna be successful because you're you're gonna be chased out of the pocket all season or. This is going to be the opening in the middle of the field. Like you just have to commit to it because uh, that's that's a knock for sure. Is like there's a, the play where he got the first down and it still looked like he was wasn't sure if he should take off and run or not. Yeah, like he he basically walked it over the first down. I think even the defense in front was confused, like what he was doing. Yeah, you know, right. the only person that seemed to realize what was going on was the 
uh, I think it was Hubbard or whoever was coming up behind him and tried to knock the ball out. But oh yeah, yeah, I remember what play you're talking about now. It was so close. Like, like if I, from what I saw, like there was a defender standing at the first down marker, but like never went up to go get him as he's walking. Like it looked like he was walking towards him. To be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Trubisky. Yeah. So like you're gonna have to commit to the running. Like you just if it's it's there, take it. Don't don't hesitate. Just take it. That's the only way this offense is gonna work. Is use you use the Trubisky. I mean, he can do it. He showed he's you know got you know, the fastest quarterback in the league, but he's he's got speed. He can go when he needs to. <laughs> I was just I was just thinking about uh, if Pickett were to start. I mean, we we both said that he can read the defenses a lot faster. He makes quicker decisions. Um, but yeah, he, I mean, he's pretty athletic as well. But like again, we don't want to. I don't know if I want to put Pickett out there. Just, but what the, what's the reason not to? You know, if, if let's say this: if Trubisky has another game where he's not performing or it's just like a stale, like three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Like we've sort of so used to seeing, would you put Pickett in just for a drive just to see what happens or would that just. Man, I think it depends. I, I think obviously I, I would guess that the Patriots next week are going to try to run the ball. That's like Bill Belichick loves to run. He always didn't have very much luck this week, only 78 yards, but, um, you know, he's known for having three or four running backs play every game um, until he finds the one that's having, like, the, the luck, and then he kind of just rolls with that. So if it's close next week, like, we're still in the game, and if we're still in the game and it's close, I don't know, I – you know, I thought about that this week, but like, well, the problem is like, let's let's say you put to pick it in, and then mm-hmm. he has the same luck as Trubisky, yeah. Or because he's young, he tries to do too much, and then you lose a game. Yeah, you know? I would say that's yeah. the one thing that I would say that's the one thing Pickett didn't do today. Is like he didn't lose a game. Like he he didn't obviously light it up out there or anything like that but you know he played just enough to win the game right he didn't lose it just well enough you know what if Pickett goes out there and like he's like well I, I I'm not comfortable like not like I'm just gonna start forcing the ball because you know he wants to make a play and they end up losing the game you know Yeah, that would be a tough there, spot to be in, man. <laughs> like that's that's my only like thing is like once he goes in, there, like then you're like we, we have to commit though, you. right? <laughs> like you have right. to commit to him, right? Oh, yeah, man, that's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be interesting to say the least. Man, and Bill Bell, like didn't they did they lose today? They lost today yeah, against the lost. Dolphins, so yeah, you know 20, twenty-seven. 27 to what? Oh, no, I mean, uh, the Dolphins had 20, the Patriots had seven. Oh, oh, okay. All right, sorry. But, like, you know, Bill's going to be 
pissed maybe and yeah. you know they're gonna attack you know they're gonna attack the the spot where uh, tj is missing I, I would imagine right oh yeah, for sure and maybe the middle of the field because you know how bush is and spillane <laughs> they can't cover i mean i got people are like saying that bush played a decent game but i don't he didn't i don't remember his name or seeing him like jump off the screen or it could just be my memory is terrible you know but i could just well, see that you know you gotta, you gotta remember you gotta remember the bar is so low right now for him because of how how poor he's been um and here it says he had five tackles two two solo tackles and that that's all um Sounds pretty pedestrian. I mean, well, when you're playing next, like Minka and Cam and everybody, I mean, good. there's it's definitely some runs better. up the middle that like, got busted wide open. Um, I, I'm not sure if he was the one to fault for that, but I mean, his counterpart, Miles Jack, had 10 total tackles, six solos, one for a loss, <laughs> one pass deflection. Uh, Robert's playing five tackles, three solo. One sack, one quarterback hit. So, wow. I mean, obviously, you know, the box score only tells a little bit of the story, but um, just going by that, because like, I, the reason I'm looking at the box score is because, like you said, I, I don't recall seeing anything out there that I was like, oh, Devin right. Bush. Right. Hmm. I, I will say, I saw him like trotting down the field on the one play that Minka. I want to say tackle Joe mixing out of bounds, but mm-hmm. um, wasn't a full hearted jog. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> He's like, I'm just happy Pretty to be much here. It. Yeah. So like, maybe I'll go play for the Bengals next year. Oh, well, yeah, they can have them. And why not give, give them a nice castaway? Whatever. It's all good. Good luck. So how, what do you think? How do you think we're going to do next week? Do you think we're going to win that game? You think it's a winnable game still? Yeah, I mean it's definitely a winnable game. I mean, even without TJ Watt, it's like I'm not the biggest Mac Jones fan. I'm not sold on him being anything other than just like okay. Um you know, today he was twenty one for thirty, two hundred and thirteen yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um That's some that's some Mitch Trubisky numbers right there. Right. Like he's right around there. So like the difference is they can run the ball. We can't. Right. He has an offensive line we don't. So God. I mean but I mean it's winnable because like we still have, you know, like Kella Witherspoon, Mika, Cam, Highsmith, Miles Jack. So like yeah. I mean, there's definitely like, you know, still pieces there. Cam Sutton, like yeah, that one interception is really good. That's the other thing that killed us today is a lot of stupid like pass interference or holding calls on the corner secondary. Like, Shit, dude, the referees like seemed like they had it out for the Steelers. Like I don't want to bl- yeah. like blame the refs, but it seemed like every t- towards the end of the game, especially like it just seemed like every every time the Steelers would do something good, like it was oh crap, pass interference or like you said like stump penalties. Like yeah. it was insane, insane to see that. I think I got that, you know, roughing the receiver call or whatever. And the next play knocks the guy down, like looks at the ref. 
But if you look closely at that play, the receiver like dropped the ball because the brace for the hit. So like, I think the play before that definitely got him thinking about Minka coming in with the hit. Hell yeah, actually, man! Actually worked out. Dude, shout out to Minka, man. Yeah, I love that kid. I mean, stop getting stop getting roughing the receiver calls, but like everything else, like it's part of his play style. I guess you got to take the good with the bad, but. Um, dude, like how 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 is he not your top ten safeties in the league? You know, <laughs> who said that he wasn't top ten? I mean, I'm just going to be like Madden, like he said, the oh. idiot Bengals fan that's like Jesse Bates is better than yeah, Would you, I, like he's probably you know I think Mink is probably the best safety in the league. I don't care. Derwin James is always injured. That's all I can say. But he's always Take that, Derwin. Take that, Derwin. Derwin from Wild uh, Thornberries. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. What's the name of the monkey from the Wild Thornberries? Is it Darwin? Uh, Darwin, maybe. Darwin Theory. Sure. Hey, but if you look at the AFC North, we're all one and zero. Well, never mind. Not the Bengals. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Bengals fan. Right. Imagine being at the bottom of the division, you know, like Evan said we were going to be. <laughs> it can't, never, losing never heard of her. We need to post that. <laughs> losing never heard of Famous her, last words. Yeah, we'll do that. You know, Leo Jones is the leading receiver for the Bucks right now. Interesting. Who? Julio Jones. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they were saying that he looked like he was old Julio in training camp in preseason, too. So how many yards does he have? Uh, 69, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, ooh, nice. Well, uh, any other bow you want to put on this episode? Mm, no, not really, man. Just I'm looking forward to the next week's heart attack and stress, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what's tough. Is like we said we were gonna lose this game, so like I shouldn't have been so like nervous for it because like, we're supposed to lose this game. Right. I, I went into this game thinking we were gonna lose, but like, man, if we would have lost, I was gonna be so yeah, so annoyed, so annoyed. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, next week's just gonna come down to like let's see who all we get back from injuries. You know, let's see if Najee's gonna be back. He downplayed the injury, but like he, I know he walked off the field, but he looked like he was not a, very happy before he got up. But yeah, we'll have to see what that's like, see what Cam's injury is, see what Leal's injury is, see what Levi's is. Like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a nerve wracking week seeing who's actually gonna show up on Sunday. Well, like well, I can ease your pain a little bit about the Najee thing. I mean, you know. <laughs> Can we can you though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right here. Ready for this? Just now that Najee's injured, injured, that means Jalen Warren is going to be the running back one, right? And then yeah. who's who's backing up Jalen Warren? It's our boy, uh, Mr. Benny Snell football, dude. Come on, man. You know, yeah, I, mean, I know I can it, see the smile right there, baby. Woo. It it kills me because like <laughs> he, 
he made a really good special teams tackle, but like I, I have no what or desire or need to ever see him carry the ball. What you're telling me you don't like the little moth guard with a propeller on it and just no, 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 no. Nah, no, you're right, man. Sorry, I didn't mean all, to do all this, the, y'all. All the, all the all the propeller does is push him backwards, apparently, because that's what oh, you really never seem to get any yards. Works against him. I'm horrible. Do you have any hot Terrible. takes for the week? Like, you think anything crazy uh, is going to happen? <laughs> I think Pickens going to Pickens is going to punch somebody at some point. <laughs> he, he just strikes me as a guy that's going to get frustrated. Yeah, and not bad. I mean, because he's competitive, clearly. But, uh, but in all seriousness, um, a good hot take. I think I do think Pickens will have a bigger game next week. I think we're they're gonna get him more involved in the passing game next week. Okay. Um, here's my hot take. You ready for this? Yeah. I'm gonna say that the Steelers somehow, some way have a hundred yard rushing game. I know, dude. That's pretty spicy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, was just, I just have a feeling, man. Jalen Warren's going to, you know, have the game of his life like Jalen Samuels did against the Patriots that one year where he's just out of nowhere. I think Matt Canada's schemes goes into his, you know, kitchen, pulls some crap out of the refrigerator, whips it all together. There's going to be something awesome for Jalen Warren, man. I feel like it's a 100-yard game. Over 100 yards. Yeah, and also shout out to Derwin James, man. I love that kid. Actually, it just sucks that he's injured all the time. Stud safety when he's at, when he's there. Fair. Fair well, facts. This has, this has a little caveat for you. Oh shit! Uh, Patriots defense held the Miami rushing offense to sixty-five total yards, two point eight yards per carry. So, who's the running back? Chase Edmond and Raheem Mostert. Watch out, man! Those guys. I mean, well, Raheem Mostert's pretty fast, but still. Nah, dude. That's because they know Tua can't throw. So they... No. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Wait, what never mind. <laughs> never mind. Ty- Dolphins Ty- won. <laughs> Ty- Ty- Kale promised me he was more accurate than um, Patrick Mahomes. Well, he's clearly Ty- lying. Tyreek Hill would never lie. What, how many yards does Tyreek Hill end up having? Uh, eight catches, 94 yards, no touchdowns. Oh, we'll see. There you go. Uh, Tua was 23 for 33, 270, one touchdown. Okay, okay. Uh, if you're looking for any hope, uh, Tua sacked three times a day. Uh, um, Obviously, they have Matthew Judon. Our defense is going to... Yeah. Wait, never mind. How many times did Mac Jones get sacked? That's the real the real question. Two times. Two times? Mac Jones. Yep, two times. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. The Steelers are going to destroy that kid. I mean, let's hope so. Then again... Beat him alive. All right. I hear, I hear the dog. 
So besides football, is there anything else you want to talk about? You want to talk about some CM Punk stuff? You know, you're literally seething over there in your chair. You're literally seething. You can see the only, thing, <laughs> the only thing I don't understand is like why, why, why anyone like would defend this guy. Everywhere he's gone, all he's done is burn bridges, uh, trash the people in the company, especially like the higher ups, and like complain that like every bad thing that happens to him is somebody else's fault. Yeah. And now he literally goes and has a meltdown after your biggest pay-per-view on TV. There's still people be like, well, I don't see the problem with it. Nobody even asked him about the situation either. (laughs) Nobody even, it was all him. It was all him. Literally talked about in the same rant, someone going to business for himself. And that's what he did. Like everyone knows WrestleMania is like the reset, like for the year. This is, what all out since they keep saying it's their WrestleMania, like this is your reset. Right. You're starting all these fresh storylines, you're like building up for like the next all out. Everything starts at this, like after this pay-per-view. Instead of like building up him and MJF and you know, starting this whole thing. Like you said, he's just out of the blue. It's like, you know, something's been bothering me. And uh, I don't care what you guys want to talk about. I want to talk about this. And not only do they talk about it, proceeds to literally bury Stop everybody it. from the EVPs <laughs> and the, the like, what a hang, like, I couldn't imagine anyone hating Hangman Adam Page. Like, he seems like a just like he's a good guy, well received in the locker room. Right. Um, Haven't heard a single bad story about Hangman. Right. And somehow, Stan Punk is the only guy that has a problem with it. Um, because of what he said in his promo, and I like I've seen the promo. I don't, I don't get what's so bad about it. But. The, the workers' rights or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Was, like I, I don't see what's so bad about it. Like I don't know. I just I, CM listen, Punk it, just it, wants it, to bitch about something. Like the reason, like he's like saying, like, do you guys consider yourself journalists? No, they're literally the dirt sheets. Like they've been the dirt sheets since. Since as long back as I can remember, like mm-hmm. no respectful journalist calls it gets called a dirt sheet and wears that badge of honor with pride. Everyone knows that it's a dirt sheet. They're the glorified TMZ of the wrestling business. Like that's what they are. So yeah. there's always gonna be rumors like Punk's been around now for 20 years, like you know this. So why are you gonna get bent out of shape about but about guys like Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, Sean Ross Sapp, like it's literally their job is to <laughs> like oh, talk shit. It's like, just a weird thing you're to get in, mad about. You're in the back every day. Like you know if guys have a problem with you or not. Like you're literally back there every day. So like if it's not true, just ignore it. Like who gives a who gives a crap? Like if anything, they're getting people like into your brand, whether it's true or not. That's Obviously, true. you have your un- dying cult of fans that will worship the ground you walk on no matter what so who cares like the people that like you like you the people that don't like me like like nothing you can do even if you saved a kitten from a burning building like at some point you'd somehow be like well uh this is all uh king omega's fault this building was on fire 
like you just <laughs> find a way to make make it miserable instead of celebrating the saving of the cat so also supposedly there's a story i, I don't know supposedly there's a story that kenny omega saved <laughs> the dog the dog from the, like, yeah yeah i don't know if that's true it might, is it true or is it just like rumor it's like one of the, i don't know it's weird so like you you can't believe anything anyways until like someone legitimate comes out and like by the way but, can you make it save this dog i could see it though right, can you make it seems like a guy who'd save a dog i'm just trying to picture him like running through like hanging or uh nick jackson is like punching cm punk and they're punching each other ace steals like throwing chairs <laughs> and fighting like, people with, <laughs> yeah just like picture him in the corner with like a switchblade and he's just licking it with his tongue like oh yeah here we go and <laughs> kenny omega's like oh let me go get the dog out of here and just runs out there and picks him up and like like <laughs> literally is just running through like this chaos grabs a dog puts him out comes back, comes back in gets his hair pulled and bit like oh man i don't know i don't know like i said i'll take it with a grain of salt why why does sam punk bring larry there Shouldn't you be home with AJ? Uh, probably. Maybe, maybe she was just sick of both their shit and she's like, I need a I need a night alone. Whatever. I don't care. I can I, see it. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. And then what's, what's maybe that? that's why he's so crotchety. Maybe that's why he's so crotchety, because AJ uh-huh. wants him out of the house. It's like, aren't you supposed to be in Florida or something? And he's like, no, the pay-per-view's here. I get to hang out with you. And she's like, oh, yay. Did, would, would, do you feel bad for Tony Khan? that interview no not at all even no. he's just like losing control of his company and just seeing the i guess the disrespect of like cm punk cutting him off when he's trying to answer or like speaking for him which is crazy to me and like we talked about it before but like people want to shout on vince mcmahon because you know vince mcmahon is vince mcmahon but like <laughs> like i would i just don't i just can't ever see vince Letting somebody do that so during a like a live pressing, like it would basically be the equivalent of like if Vince McMahon brought in Kenny Omega and was at a presser with him, and Kenny Omega came in and was like, and uh, Triple H sucks and he's a piece of garbage, and uh, and Vince is like, well, you know, that's my son, and he's like, yeah, 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 well, it's not your fault, he sucks, but like he, he's the worst person in the world, right. and it's just like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Kenny, you're right. I, I should have talked with you before we, we we you know before I said anything. I'm sorry. Like, oh, dude, that's so bad, man. Like, I'm honestly surprised at some point he didn't hug Sam Punk throughout the promo. Like, <laughs> please don't go. Please don't go. Well, we don't know what what he was doing underneath the table. You know, he could have been like rubbing oh, his true. leg. You know, <laughs> like it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not mad at you. It's, it's okay. my fault. It's okay. I'll go fire all those guys. Don't worry. Just don't do anything stupid. And Tim Punk goes, do anything stupid, you say, huh? <laughs> oh, that's I, embarrassing, man. I just don't know how... You, you want to know how little control he has over his company is that Tim Punk isn't fired yet. Yeah, like, they haven't, they haven't announced anything. I don't think they even said anything about the length of his uh, air quote suspension, if that's what he got. Like, it's just crazy that everybody else is, in, like... Punishment is out there. I think maybe the elites aren't, but still, like majority of the people, like you know what's happening to them. But so far, it's mom on CM Punk, which is kind of weird. 
but he he got injured. Allegedly, he got injured within like the last minute of the match or something. So he's gonna be out for an extended period of time anyway. But like, that's the guy that you strapped up twice, and he's already injured. So yeah. I mean, like, what's every the point? time you like, the title, he gets injured. Yeah, a summer of punk, and he's like, he's out, dude. Like, I I don't. It would be. I think it would be a mistake if they brought him back. If that's what they're willing to do. I, yeah. I just don't want to see it. And people talk about like how, how great of a wrestler he is, but like it just—it's so, nothing about it. I don't know. I, we've already talked about it. nothing about him is exciting in the ring. He he can't even do like a whatever that Hangman move is, that Springboard Lariat or whatever. Like, yeah. or he just looks old, man. He just looks old in the ring. But you know. People want to shit on Stone Cold Steve Austin for his match against Kevin Owens, but want to praise CM Punk for getting injured every time he wrestles. Painful to watch. Someone says, if TK picks broken down, cranky Pepsi man over confirmed cyborg and otherworldly handsome man Kenny Omega and his flamboyant friends, I would do unspeakable acts of violence. Oh, AEW fans. But I like the, they called him the Pepsi man. Well, shout out to all those AEW fans that think CM Punk is a legitimate MMA fighter now. Uh, apparently, yeah. Apparently, you could take Bobby Fish. <sighs> That's so stupid, dude. I This one guy, oh, man. This guy's like, apparently, people didn't learn anything from CM Punk's UFC career, and they, th- and they think that Bobby Fish is a legitimate shooter. Like, for first of all, uh. Bobby Fish is like 0-1 in his amateur record. So, I mean, at least he has a win, right? (laughs) And if you watch CM Punk's fights in UFC, it's evident that the man doesn't know what he's doing. Like CM Punk's last last fight was 2018. He didn't look good then. Against a journalist, by the way. Yeah, a journalist. And... He didn't look good then. He clearly looks worse in the ring now. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but at least Bobby Fish, like, if you go watch a video, it looks like he knows how to throw a kick effectively. Yes. Like, CM Punk did barely look like he, like he didn't even know how to throw a punch. We talked about it before, like his distance, his pacing, like the way he moves around the, the ring, like, or the octagon, like it's just all very stiff and like, like how you like when you're playing with an action figure and you make him walk all weird. Like that's what he looks like. It, Look, it, the, the only the only reason CM Punk was allowed to get in the octagon is because his coaches knew that he was getting paid way more money than he was worth. And your coaches get a draw of that purse. So they're milking that cash cow for the two fights they could get out of him. Mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. real a real coach would not let or a, Coach that actually like cared about their fighter would have never let a guy with CM Punk skill level stop in the UFC cage. But rumor has it he was making like a million dollars a fight. So that's the rumors. Um, so of course they're like, yeah, get in there, get in there as much as you can before you get fired. And um, you know they got two fights out of him. But any any coach that cared about their fighter, which probably speaks again to CM Punk's character would never have let them let that guy in the cage, even against a newspaper reporter like Mike Jackson. Sure. And, 
And Mike Jackson was toying with the guy. It wasn't like it was competitive. Like Mike, like he was literally like not even paying attention to him or looking at his coaches when he was just beating CM Punk up. They could have finished that fight at any time he wanted. And that's why he got in trouble, by the way, people. That's why Mike Jackson got in trouble is because he could have finished the fight way earlier and he just decided to, you know, give the people a show, I guess. <laughs> like, just beat up on this man. Oh, dude. You know what? What's up, man? <laughs> so, against Mickey Gall, he had eight total strikes. None of them significant. <laughs> well, that's because <laughs> the very, as soon as the, the fight started, CM Punk did, like, the cringiest thing where he just, like, I don't even know what he did to move forward. It was like a video game. The way he moved, it was hilarious. And he automatically gets taken down by Mickey Gall and just gets destroyed by like elbows and punches, man. Like just no like no uh no concern for CM Punk's like safety. <laughs> like just getting walloped, man. It was hilarious. Uh, disregard. Yeah, yeah. And like I, I mean, guess you could give CM Punk credit for not for fighting from like a submission as long as he could, but then again. It's, I mean, would you, he did good. Like, I guess he was okay, but I, I don't know. But for the majority of the fight, he was just getting destroyed. And, and then, yeah. and then you see him fight against the paper boy, Mike Jackson. And CM Punk just, like, at one point, he tried to get on Mike Jackson in like a weird guillotine attempt or something. Right, like he was just hanging yeah. off him. It was embarrassing. I wasn't. I felt embarrassed just watching it. I'm like, this is your king, like this guy right here. Like it's just, and to think that like, oh well, you don't know how you how he would be in a real fight. Like, yes, I do by watching that. Like he, he it didn't look like he knew what he was doing. He didn't seem like he was comfortable throwing punches. Like, and they were really slow punches. You know, am I wrong here? Am I just going on a worthless rant? What do you think? What's your your input here? No. So I, I, uh, I was trying to look at the stats for a fight, and somehow I accidentally clicked on images and just <laughs> looking at that goof. <laughs> and why? Dude, cut your hair braided, by the way, CM uh, Punk. Like, why you're you're going in there with your hair? You look like an emo kid, like moving your hair, like whipping your head around, or like you're getting the hair out of your face. Like, really? You should have shaved it again like you did the first time. I was gonna say at least his first fight, like him was a shaved head. Yeah. But I just knew he was, I just knew like he was done after this one. So he's just like, I might as well just get the hair I want for my post fight career. Man, I'm... picture hmm? picture of CM Punk at the way and like trying to look tough and Dana White's laughing at him. <laughs> oh man, they yeah, it was all. Uh, Dana White ploy to get more viewers to maybe to get that cross viewership from wrestling fans, right? <laughs> like that's got to be part of the equation there to bring to bring him in. Well, like I said, I'm pretty sure both his fights were in Chicago. So Cleveland, 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 Cleveland and Chicago. Um. Uh, <laughs> so he knew it. The bread was buttered. Dana White, that is. So in the first fight, he had eight or eight strikes. But none of them were significant. Uh, eight total strikes, no significance. His second fight, he had 129 total strikes, 56 landed, uh, 81 significant strikes, only 19 landed. So 
23.5% accuracy on his significant strikes. Hmm. Take down two is one for nine. Oof. One for nine. <laughs> one for nine. Uh, Against Mike Jackson. Literally just means like, literally just means all he was doing is running with his head down trying to like double, <laughs> do a double leg takedown on him. Oh, man. How embarrassing. But yeah, CM Punk, I guess you're a good wrestler and stuff. I mean, like you're, you're right. Uh, so much for your background in Taekwondo that you say you have. Yeah, I, I. If anyone gave him a belt, they should be fired as a sensei. Like if he has any color belt besides white, which I think it's like entry level. Yeah, yeah. Like, you should be fired. You should be fired as a sensei, or whatever. Like you have no business giving this guy any other color than white. Should take the white belt away from. Him. Well, he'll, he'll uh, but, always have that motivational speech at the end. We're being a coward or not trying at all or something about honor and dignity and dignity, doing the right thing. Doing <laughs> uh, the right thing. Uh, me, and, uh, me and Tony Khan were in the back and uh, we just want you to know uh, we don't care. <laughs> uh, man. The best quote about Sam Punk was he's he wants to be a Sean or Bret Hart, but he's really Sean Michaels or whatever. Well, he's Sean Michaels without the talent. Well, I mean, we're talking Sean Michaels in like the late nineties or two uh, thousand. We're, not, we're right. not talking about like the found Jesus and revitalized his career. <laughs> right, right, right. We're talking about drugs, sex, and rock and roll. Sean Michaels. Hell yeah, Playgirl but... Sean Michaels, if you will. Yeah, spread is full spread on page ninety four. Yeah, my, my concho. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean Michaels. <laughs> Spread his butt cheek squirt. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anything else you want to add, my man? No, I just like, at least now I don't have to watch AEW to see what happens because, like, they're obviously not going to do anything at this point. And, like, they literally had the chance to stand up and do the right thing last week, and they literally just. So, uh, we got. Uh, two vacant titles, the AEW trio titles and the heavyweight. So we're just going to pretend like nothing happened. And uh, we're going to have two, some matches. So this is great. <laughs> so, yeah. anyways, yeah. I mean, it's Tony Khan gets what he deserves. And then uh, so do the AEW fans in that regard for blindly showing allegiance. Like, obviously, you and me have been bigger WWE guys, but like, I don't think we ever like defended Vince. We're just like we're stuck with him because he literally created this thing, right? So AEW, like they've been around three years, they have plenty of time to get it right. And Tony Khan's showing that like he's just a spoiled rich kid with a bunch of money that basically has a shiny new toy that he's just gonna run down, break, and destroy, and then sure. right now. Now that Braun Strowman's not in CYN, I'm sure they're looking for some more people. So <laughs> right. you gotta control your narrative or whatever. Ooh. Everyone's gonna control your narrative. Right, right, man. Well, it's been uh, quite an episode. I'm really happy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Steelers one, I feel like Lieutenant Dan right now, though. So, hopefully, like you said, hopefully <laughs> throughout the week we get some good news. Yeah, hopefully, more and more players come back and. Yeah, like I, I think we can win next week. Like we should be able to win next week. So I'm gonna go into the game optimistic, regardless. But obviously, getting 
we're gonna need Cam if TJ's out. Levi is gonna, like if we can get him back, like it's a big. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm still optimistic, like I said, regardless. All right. So. All right, man. Well, on that note, like I said, every week you can tell us why we're wrong. So you can follow along and at SSN underscore Steelers and at You Tell Me Pod One. Let us know what you think. Uh, we'd love to have a discussion with you all, and we appreciate everyone that has been following us and listening to us. So um, couldn't do it without you. So thank you. True, true. And to quote my legendary uh, friend, Flanders, catch me outside. How about that? Yeah. I don't know why I said that. All right, man. Because the world needs another catch me outside girl. And you're the perfect girl. Mm -hmm, Boy. mm -hmm. Man, girl, girl. boy. Boy. Lady boy. Boy, girl. I got long hair. Lady man. (laughs) Manly. There you go. Long hair, don't care. Yeah. Long hair, don't care. That's how I roll, man. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you follow us along this week because we're going to have probably a lot to say before the, with all the news that comes out. So we'll keep you updated there and we'll probably have another podcast out next week um, before. Hopefully, we'll be able to get one out before, but definitely after the game, we'll give you our post-game reaction. So. Yep, yep, yep. All right, guys. All right, have a good one, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Later. Bye.